As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Commander Shepard, and this is my favorite lorecast on the Citadel. Welcome to the Mass Effect Lorecast, the podcast where we explore the vast universe of lore behind the Mass Effect games. We'll talk about all the details you may have missed, ask the hard questions, and more. Specters, welcome back to the Mass Effect Lorecast. This is your host, Tom, or Robots. I'm here with Sam and Cloudy Atlas again to follow up on the rest of the results from our big survey. Sam, how's it going? I am uh, still feeling a little under the weather <laughs> because it is the same the same night when we're recording this. Um, but I am happy to be here, and we have some some even more interesting insights uh, from this half of the survey. So I'm glad we saved this for the last. Yeah, Cloudy, I hear that you've done some cross analysis that's going to blow our minds, and that you you actually will surprise me and Sam because we haven't seen it yet. Are you excited? Oh, I'm so excited, Sam. Just buckle up. Buckle up, buckaroo. Uh, damn it, you took it out of my mouth. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so let's dive into this. We've got question number 15. How many people survived the suicide mission in your Mass Effect 2 playthrough? We have results that go from zero all the way up to the total number of 12 being everyone. And here, I'm just going to show the results. I, what did, first of all, what did you guys expect? Okay, some of you are watching walkthroughs. <laughs> That's what these <laughs> results mean. Right. I, I think so. And it doesn't mean that the majority are, but I think some of you are, which is okay. I mean, it's definitely not cheating. Not that I would ever say that. Um. <laughs> 92.7% said everyone. Then we have 3.8% uh, that said 11, and then it goes down to 1.3% for 10, and then, of course, lots of other lesser numbers after that. Very, very small percentages of anything below that. Very, very small. And I'm trying to see what the smallest one is, but there's a lot that only have one respondent. In fact, there are more people that said they had six people survive than said that they had nine people survive, <laughs> which is interesting. That is interesting. It's only a difference of like two people, but, but yeah, by far, vast majority had everyone survive. Um, but I think if you're if you're mm. listening and you're you're paying attention and, and you know following along, you understand what people's strengths are. So uh, it's not too too hard to get everyone to survive as long as you're paying really close attention. What do you think, Cloudy? Not surprised by this. I might have used a guide. Uh, I just didn't want anybody to die. The <laughs> next one, the eleven 
surviving, not surprising, a lot of people probably left Morton in the front line, didn't have him send back with the envoy, and he's very squishy. I, Poor Morton. Yeah, I didn't I didn't do that. I, I, I'd be in 11. My first playthrough, I lost Thane. Oh, wow. Who was my romance interest? Did he die Did you on the put ship? him in the vents? Uh, probably, maybe. Maybe that was it. It's been a while. It's been a while. He was in and charge of one of, these, of the groups. Some of these deaths, you know, can can occur not based off of what you have done, not based off of what choice you did make, but rather what you didn't do. And if you didn't get all the ship upgrades, some people can die. Um, I think my very, very first playthrough, I had Jack die. And it was because I forgot to buy one of the ship upgrades. Hmm. And if I remember right, it's the one you get from Jacob. Um, but I, I save scum that. <laughs> so, so Jack did not die. Um, so yeah, I'm, I mean, I'm, I'm proud of the of our audience, you know, uh, saving everyone. So good, good for you. Good job, everybody. My, my partner's on our very first playthrough, and she lost Tally and and um, Tally and Kasumi. And so she's going to have a very different playthrough of Mass Effect 3. Yeah. Wow. All right. Let's move on to number 16. Favorite loyalty mission. And we have just a big list of everybody. Garrus, Tally, Thane, Kasumi, Jack, Zaid, Jacob, Grunt, Morden, Miranda, Samara, and Legion. What did you guys, what did you guys guess? I mean, I feel like, well, I, I would have been wrong, but it, by a little bit. What, like, I would have assumed that... Garrus, because he's such a favorite, would have been higher. Likewise, I would have guessed that as well. Um, there are some things that happened that did surprise me because I wouldn't have guessed them. Like Kasumi's, I would not have guessed so many people really like Kasumi's uh, uh, loyalty mission. Um, but the one that scored the highest, not surprising because of the massive lore implications that it has. Uh, and that is, of course, Tally's. Tally at 23.3%. Next highest is Kasumi at 19.2. Then we have Garrus at 12.9. And then it descends from there. Morton's at 11. And then some of these are very close. Samara, 7.6. Uh, Grunt, 7.9. Thane, 5.4. Um, over here, Jack at 5.4. Legion at 3.2, uh, Miranda 3.1, Jacob 1.6, and Zaid at 1.3. Morden's very low. Morden's mission is very low for the massive implications it has on Mass Effect 3. I mean, if you didn't do Morden's uh, loyalty mission, or if you chose one way or another, I mean, it severely affects your ability to cure the genophage in a, in a happy way. So, Do you think a lot of people picked these because it was more fun to play through some of them than others not necessarily because of their connection to the character not necessarily because of the lore implica implications that they just enjoyed the quests more i think i think that's a high likelihood i think there's probably a variety of factors that go into it you know how long was it was it tedious like for example jacob's loyalty mission wasn't too long but it's kind of tedious and yeah. uh just not that fun really and then it's like this you know stereotypical sci-fi twist at the end so i mm. <laughs> I, 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 I don't know what to make of it but if, but looking at this pie chart it's pretty evenly split so i don't think you could very well say that there's a clear majority uh with any one of these but mm -hmm. there is a decent a decent chunk of people who really like tally's mission right claudia any thoughts 
I'm surprised Kasumi's up so high. I really thought Morden would be more popular. Uh, Kasumi's, no offense to Kasumi, when I replay it, I usually just put on my headphones and not listen to the quest and just run through it because I know where to go, I know what to do, and then I just finish it really quick. I can do it in like 10 minutes now, I think. <laughs> You're going to be speedrunning these games. <laughs> All right, next one on the list, we have number 17. Did Rex die on Vermeer in Mass Effect 1? Realized after the fact, this was a loaded question for those of us who did not play Mass Effect 1, because it kind of chooses for you. Ah, yeah. <laughs> and so he did die for those people who didn't play Mass Effect 1, but even so, oh my gosh. Well, yeah. Yeah, so... That's a resounding answer. Right, the answer comes out, 96.5 no, with the remainder 3.5% yes. Yeah. So... Of the 316 people who replied to this question, uh, <laughs> 305 said Rex did not die on Vermeer. That's such a Mass big Effect number. Form. I mean, I fall in that group, but it still seems bigger than I would have expected. Same, same. Um, because there was a hidden thing in Mass Effect 1 where if you sat on that screen for too long, when you know you had that standoff with Rex and Vermeer, if you sit on that screen too long, eventually Ashley makes a decision for you and she pulls the trigger and Rex is dead. I think that may have happened. Uh, no, I'm, I'm remembering way, 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 way back. And I had to save scum because I was like, wait, no! I was like, no, that's not, that's not what I wanted to happen. And then like, that sounds very familiar to me. A lot of people. That happened with a lot of people. Um, and I've seen it happen on people's streams when they're in their very first playthrough and they're like, mm, I don't know, should I do this? Should I not do this? Yeah. Like, uh, I don't know. And then all of a sudden, Ashley just takes a shot and they're like, oh my God. <laughs> so, so yeah, I'm not, I'm not entirely surprised by this. Only surprised that it's so high. Maybe I would have guessed like 80% said yeah. Rex did, uh, did not die, but 96.5, wow. Damn near everyone. Yeah. Cloudy, any thoughts? I wasn't surprised by this because uh, it's about on par with the Bioware survey. 94% of people of all gamers saved Rex. I mean, he's great. Like, he really changes three. How could you do this to him? Yeah, right. So with right. with the gender differential between the Bioware survey and the uh, and our survey, maybe that means that love of Rex is across genders. <laughs> there you go. We, we all agree to love, love Rex. <laughs> Yeah, all 1.8% of you who wrote Rex in is a wishable romance. I see you. Oh, yes. I know I know oh, people personally who would love to romance Rex. So, uh, <laughs> mm, that battle turtle love. Is, mm. Mm, mm, yes, Rex mm. love. Mm, granddaddy Krogan love. Mm -hmm. All right, moving on <laughs> to the next one. We've got number 18. Did Morden survive Mass Effect 3? Yes, no. Or he didn't survive Mass Effect 2, so... You couldn't have chosen yes or no. Did this fall in line with what you guys thought? I honestly thought the he didn't survive Mass Effect 2 thing would be higher because he is so squishy. And if you put him in the wrong role in that uh, suicide mission, you know, things can go awry. But but ultimately, that was the the, the smallest slice of the pie. Um, yeah, 90.5% said no. 7% said yes. And then the remainder is just 2.5% who said he didn't survive Mass Effect 2. And if I'm not mistaken, the only way that he can survive Mass Effect 3 requires you to do some pretty sketchy things. And so that 7% must be, you know, there must be a decent overlap with the pure Renegade uh, <laughs> playthrough. And I think that that question is actually directly, 
it has a precedent with the pre the previous question right before that. There were did Rex die on Vermeyer? Because I think for Morden to survive Mass Effect three, Rex has to not mm. ha, Rex has to not survive Mass Effect one. Is that right, Cloudy? Yeah, I believe Rex can't be alive, and then also like another character. I don't want to spoil anything, but they also have to be dead, and you have to do a renegade interrupt. So you have to do a lot of bad things to be here. Yeah, there's a lot of things that can cut you out of even having that as an option. So it would make sense that that the no is such a majority of the pie. But what doesn't make sense here is that nine only ninety percent said that Morden does not survive Mass Effect three, which implies that you know they went with the Paragon route and cured the Genophage and whatnot. That's ninety percent. But the next question, did you cure the Genophage? That's a Far that's a significantly different percentage says yes they did cure the genophage, so they so ninety eight point four percent said they did cure the genophage. Yeah, so that leaves one point six at no. Right. So there's a there's a dis, there's a decent chunk of people who they did cure the genophage, but Morden somehow survived, or or or. Or he did, or he died in Mass Effect 2. I'm not sure. Uh, maybe some people replied in that one. Some others didn't reply in the next one. Yeah, uh, but I wow. have to wonder if everybody kept in mind that they were like their core gameplay, their core playthrough. That these all had to be answered from that perspective, rather than like which would you choose? You know. So, I'm sure there was some you know, of that. Fair, you know, you're 20 questions into a survey. You might not remember the premise at the beginning. So, so that's fair. But again, 98.4% choosing to cure the genophage. So we are going to get some comments on YouTube that are defending the Salarians and saying that genophage was justified. Uh, and <laughs> we welcome the contrarians. So <laughs> come on in. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Cloudy, any thoughts? About on par with the Bioware survey, 96% cured the genophage. Mm -hmm. I mean, I think the Krogan have suffered long enough, and you can't let Rex down. You <laughs> can't let Rex down. Well, this next yeah, one is turns out going to be controversial. Sam? Oh, I was just going to say, turns out most people are not for, for, for forced sterility. Uh, so I like that. I like that reflection on humanity, that we're not for that. <laughs> yeah, forced anything kind of sucks. Um, <laughs> all right, so next we have, uh, this is a big one. Did you enjoy specific choice of words here, Sam? Did you enjoy Mass Effect Andromeda? Yes or no? What did you th What did you expect? Okay, so I I think I worded this one, mm -hmm. and it, and we got some people I, who did not answer this. We have two hundred and six responses. So what? Three hundred six. So I'm sorry, oh. three hundred six. So twenty two people didn't answer this one right right there was a, a decent amount of people that didn't answer however the majority did and i wrote did you enjoy mass effect andromeda not do you like it right not not even did you play it not you know i said did you enjoy it because you can enjoy a game that you overall don't approve of yeah you may not you know? like it as much as the others but you could still enjoy it right was it entertaining mm-hmm at the very least. Um, and, and I wanted to, I only gave yes or no answers because I, you know, I, 
I did not want there to be the room, the wiggle room of debate. Well, you know, I played it, but it fell squarely in the mediocre category, which is where I hear so many people right. say that. Well, I liked it, but it wasn't memorable. It right. wasn't anything special. If you were so. on a desert island with a console and a TV that somehow worked on the desert island, and that was the thing that you could play, would you still play it? Right? right. If you enjoyed it, and then you would say yes. If no, if you didn't, you'd probably say no. And by a factor of greater than three to one, people said yes. 78.1% said yes, they did enjoy Mass Effect Andromeda. 21.9% said no. Uh, so hopefully this is the statistic to end all Twitter debate <laughs> about <laughs> where we stand on Andromeda, where, uh, you know, where I've seen so many hot takes that are like, hot take, Mass Effect Andromeda was not that bad, or hot take, I liked Mass Effect Andromeda. Hot take, you're not alone. <laughs> you know, like 78.1% yeah. of our respondents said that they did enjoy Mass Effect Andromeda. It's just, maybe it's just not their favorite. Right, right. So, yeah. Yeah, Cloudy, what do you think? Way to write a binary question. There's no wiggle room on this one. It's, did you enjoy it or not? And I didn't really care for it too much. It was fine. Uh, Would you have said no? Did you so say no? I mean, like, I enjoyed playing it, but it was just like, eh, this is more Mass Effect. I, I could get on. Like, so you came this. down just on the yes side of the answer. Yeah, it was barely a yes. I did play it. I beat it. I think I played it twice. So, okay. yeah, I guess I did enjoy it. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's when you're forced to have to make a call. Yeah. Yeah, and I came down, you know, a little bit narrowly, but I came down on the yes side. Because if I'm being honest with myself, yes, I was entertained. I played it all the way through, you know. I I think I sank like 40, 50 hours into that game. I paid, what, 60 bucks for it when it came out. I always think about these things in terms of like enjoyment per, like like cost per hour of enjoyment. And sure. it was incredibly cost effective in that regard. Here's an, here would be an interesting perspective. If that game was a standalone game and not set in the Mass Effect world, in the Mass Effect series, if you just found out like, oh, here's a sci-fi game where you're these travelers who go to Andromeda and they meet some aliens and they do this thing and you didn't know it was Mass Effect stuff. You didn't previously play the Mass Effect games. You didn't like Mass Effect at all. Would your answer still be the same? Or does the Mass Effect tie in skew you into the enjoy? I honestly, if it, if it wasn't uh, Mass Effect branded, I don't know if I would have played it. But had you played it, like had you had you started oh. playing, you got in like the first two hours, would you continue playing and enjoyed the game? Probably not. That's it, it totally skews it, doesn't it? It totally changes. Like, yes, I want to keep playing this because it's already tied to the things I love. As opposed to, yes, I want to keep playing this because it's just a good game on its own. Just like, you know, ESO, I'm not a huge fan of MMOs, but I do love Elder Scrolls a lot. Mm -hmm. If it wasn't Elder Scrolls, probably would not have played it yeah yeah that really does count for a lot so cloudy what do you think did you would you fall on the same side of that yeah like i said i i it's just more mass effect and i be legendary edition i was just like more more mass effect right keep playing yeah yeah now that's that's it's interesting all right well we got to take a break okay. and thank our patrons let's go do that we'll be right back I am so excited about our sponsor this week, Marvel Strike Force. I freaking love 
Marvel comics. Growing up, I collected comics and the trading cards, and I've seen pretty much every Marvel movie they've made so far. So if you're into Marvel like I am, go check out Marvel Strike Force. This is a mobile squad RPG. You can collect and unlock all the different heroes. You fight against supervillains. There's a campaign. There's a blitz mode. There's an arena. There's a constantly evolving meta. And right now they're celebrating the Deadpool anniversary event. This is a mission from Strike where you log in the first time and you unlock this generous gift containing character shards, an anniversary diamond orb, gear, a bunch of other items. It is absolutely the right time to jump in and try this game out. Click the link in the show notes to download it now and then use the promo code MAXPOOL, M-A-X-P-O-O-L, MAXPOOL. Don't miss out on all the free stuff and thanks again to Marvel Strike Force for sponsoring this episode. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match, with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Message coming in. Patching it through. I am sovereign, and this station is mine. I like the sound of that. Well, it would be a little bit weird if in the, like, I don't know, short amount of time between recording the first half, half of this double episode pair and this episode, we got a bunch of new patrons in. Nobody new has signed up uh, since then, but thank you to all of our patrons. Big shout outs to all 64 of you, including our Commander Shepherds, Kokashins, Conco- uh, Captain Shanko, Kira C., Lieutenant Tassina, Pipe Man, and William, thank you so very much. If you would like to check out all the different stuff you can get on the Patreon, go to patreon.com slash Mass Effect Lorecast. Sam and I would appreciate the support. It helps us to keep making these episodes and keep on doing the stuff. And um, it makes it makes feel pretty good at the end of the day that people like it enough to spend some money on it and get some cool stuff in return. So go check that out. Also, leaving a rating and review on Apple Podcasts or a rating on Spotify is extremely helpful. Please do that. And if you leave a five-star review with some words on Apple, we'll read it out on a future episode. So that's it for this mid-break. Let's get back to the rest of these survey questions. Spit it out. Or are you trying to build suspense? You're so dense, sir. Obviously, I do not know as much about human relationships as I thought. All right. So this one, I think, is very, very interesting. This is the most divisive question that we have on here. Number 21. 
for the next Mass Effect game, would you want to play as Shepard again? Yes or no? No caveats, no explanation, just yes or no. What did you expect? I expected a lot of yes. I expected a lot of yes. Cloudy, um, what, what did you expect? I expected about 60% or more yeses. Yeah, so here's what we got. We got 50.2, just slightly more than half, yeses. And 49.8 no's. That's one person. One person. More on the yes side than the no side. I love democracy. Oh my God. <laughs> that is so close. That's, that's one person is the difference there. That, so if anyone ever tells you your vote doesn't matter, no, I'm kidding. <laughs> your vote matters. But think about it, like from the perspective of, of Bioware, like if the fan base is this split, it's very hard to make the right call. That's a worst. If you're a Bioware marketing person and you're listening to this, this is the worst possible conclusion you could have for marketing because it doesn't give you any specific direction of which way to go. You're like, oh, good. We're fucked either way. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever you decide, half the fan base is going to be upset about it. <laughs> Congratulations. That vindicates so much of what we've said already for these, you know, what, <laughs> 83 episodes we've been doing this. We've been saying so many times, the next Mass Effect, it's going to piss people off. It's going to disenfranchise people, no matter which direction they take with it. And I think they know that. That might be why it's taken so long for them to come back to the series, because they needed enough time to go by in order to kind of refresh people on stuff and break down some of the expectations potentially but maybe maybe they screwed themselves by putting legendary edition out there and getting a whole bunch more people all excited for a new mass effect game cloudy what do you think what what was that same oh i was just gonna say right and and this is you know forget is actually racist forget is is andromeda good or bad you know all of those twitter arguments that you've seen on mass effect twitter this is apparently the most divisive Mass Effect topic, at least with our data that we have here. (laughs) Yeah, with our people. Cloudy, what do you think? So like I said, I thought it was going to be 60% or more saying yes, because I'm on Twitter a lot, and I just see that people harping on about that. Like, I won't play it if Shepard's in it is the biggest complaint or, like, comment I see about the next Mass Effect. It's just if Shepard's not in it, and I can't play as them, I'm not going to play it. So to have it be this split... Poor Bioware. Damned if you do. Damned if you don't. Good luck. Have fun. Yeah. So this ties into the next question. In the next Mass Effect, should Shepard be around even as an NPC? So I I assume the wording is either as playable or an NPC, right? Like, should they be around at all? Should they be around in any capacity? Mm -hmm. This was the caveat to the previous question. Right. Because I know so many people say, okay, well, no, I wouldn't want to play as Shepard again. But I would like to have him around. Yeah. yeah. And so this is the caveat. So basically, I wanted to deduce from these previous two questions, how many people don't want Shepard even fucking mentioned? Like, <laughs> right. like don't even don't even bring up that fucker's name to me. You know, like, like um, and I think we can gather from these results that there is a decent chunk of the Mass Effect community, uh, about one in three that don't want to hear about Shepard at all anymore in any capacity. Um, yes. Which 63.6% says yes. 364 says no. I would put myself in the no category on this one. Really? I Why would, is that? Because we already have Shepard's story. Shepard's story is done. 
let's let let Shepard lie and let's make a new Mass Effect story, because if we keep dwelling on characters, I mean, you might, I still want some of the characters to come back. Let's continue in just like any good sequel. Some of the characters come back. There's some stuff that continues on. But if they're really going to tell a new story, Shepard's has had his heroic arc. Shepard's story is fulfilled. And to have to have Shepard come back in some ways lessens the importance of that final decision or what how you know how your story ended let your story be the way Shepard's story ended move on right so let Shepard remain a martyr yes yes yeah but like let's move yeah. on right and on top of that uh, well from a personal standpoint I like RPGs where I get to design my character and make my own character as custom and designed as I possibly can. If Shepard comes back, Shepard's going to look like the character I designed, or I'm going to be Shepard again with the character that I previously designed, right? That doesn't give me anything fresh and new. I'm always about the fresh and give me something fresh and new. Also, if I'm playing a character and Shepard is there as an NPC and I made Shepard look like me, what do I do with my new character? Do I make another character that does Shepard now have twins? Like, how does that work? That's weird. Like the Spider-Man meme. They're pointing at each other. <laughs> like, you know? Wait a minute. Um, you yeah. look kind of like that other guy. <laughs> <laughs> I know you. Um, no, I can see that. I can see that certainly. And I think maybe part of the 63.6% of people who said yes were thinking Shepard can be around in a narrative referenced capacity. Uh, but I, I don't know how you do a sequel where that doesn't reference Shepard. Uh, my my assumption here is that Shepard is not alive, is, is alive or isn't alive, right? That's kind of the right. spirit of the question. Like, is, is Shepard a living NPC or character in this or is Shepard mm -hmm. dead and gone or or just doesn't show up in the game, even if they're referenced, you know, like like, oh, the great deeds of, you know, Shepard back in the day, that kind of thing. Right. And I think, you know, this decent percentage, 63.6 percent and then the 52 point or 50.2 percent in the previous question, I think if Bioware takes the direction in the next Mass Effect that they're going to side skirt all of the decisions you made in the previous games by merely forgetting that Shepard even existed and then and then that Shepard is never even referenced in the lore, you're going to really piss a lot of people off that way. If it's a sequel, like that is a strong middle finger in a narrative way to the player base. Uh, and I would feel insulted. Yeah. Cloudy, what do you think? What are your thoughts on this? Uh, I, I personally said yes to this one, but uh, I'm not surprised it's so many yeses. I've seen a lot of people say like, I would love to see them in kind of an Anderson capacity or I've even seen somebody say like, make it like Star Trek where you see the previous captain handing it off to like Kirk and having them pass it off like that. Like that would be great. That's like all I need in that. So I'm not really surprised on the split for this one. Um, I would like them referenced. I think maybe even just in passing, like even just in a conversation, they don't have to physically be there. Just yeah. maybe just mention them. I'm, I'm totally like, cool with that. I, I would expect that people are still talking about the things that Shepard did or people are inspired by Shepard in some way or, you know, right. reminisce about like, Oh, the day I got to meet Shepard, blah, blah, blah. Um, I totally expect and it all could of that. Be a flashback. It could definitely be yeah. a flashback of your player character. Like we talked about before, what if the next player character is also an N7? Right. You know? Right. It looks just like Shepard. 
<laughs> no, no, no. What, what, what if your player character is also an N7 and then like, you know, it goes back to like, oh, flashback to N7 training and they have some caveat like, oh, this was in training in outer space. So that shepherd was wearing a helmet, you know. Sure. Um, yeah, you could totally do that. Yeah. And then like, you know, they met Shepard that way. And then like even like that little bit of a reference, like they became like a trainer or something somehow survived uh, the, the events of Mass Effect 3, I think would placate a lot of the fan base. Um, I, I, I will chime in here at the end of this specific question discussion and say that although I want the answer to be no, I totally expect the actual implementation of this to be yes. Like, I think that's more likely to happen than not. Why? Fan service? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because people people are going to want to see Shepard. If they can't play as Shepard, they at least want to be able to see Shepard. And like you were explaining, have a flashback or a scene or a calm come in from, oh, Commander Shepard on the, the new Citadel told us this or whatever, you know, like it plays into it. It, it kind of makes it feel like for a lot of people, Shepard is Mass Effect. And it didn't help that Andromeda tanked. Yeah. I mean, Andromeda yeah. didn't have a memorable uh, protagonist. Mm -hmm. So that really like added to the mythos of Shepard. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Moving on to question 23. Favorite alien race. Lots of different options here. Angara, Asari, Batarian, Drell, Elcor, Hanar, Ket, Krogan, um, Prothean, Corian, Salarian, Turian, so many Ian's names at the end. I just didn't realize that. Volus, Vorcha, and Yog. Man, you included everybody. <laughs> uh, you didn't put where? human because these are alien races, so you can't choose human. Oh, where is my love for the Volus? Because it ain't here. <laughs> well, yeah, where's our Volus love? Oh, it is, That is the smallest sliver on the pie. Uh, oh. It's two people said that the Volus are their favorite. Elcor That's the gets same amount of people. Oh, Elcor gets like four times the love. Of the, oh. I know, and the Batarians got the same amount of love as the Volus. Yeah, and the Yog. The Yog, too. All right, so here, let's just show <laughs> let's show the results here. We have um, the biggest slice of the pie, 22.4%. Asari, 23. I'm sorry, 23.3 is the largest Turian, then Asari. Then we have 15.8 as the Corians. The Krogan are 14.5. The Drell are three, or I'm sorry, 8.8. .8. Uh, Elcor, 4.7. It's pretty large for being a small slice. Solarian, 2.8. Prothean, 2.8. And then everything gets real tiny. Um, Angara, 1.6. And uh, if we can get to it, the Hanart, 1.3. And then the Volus, the Yog, and uh, the. Uh, oh, are they? Can I even see them in there? Volus, Yog. That's it, right? The cat. Did the cat yeah. even show up? I mm, no. The Vorcha? <laughs> They're not in here either. Nobody voted Vorcha or Ket. Yeah, no love lost for the Vorcha. That's not exactly yeah. a uh, shocking headline. Um, <laughs> yeah, no love sure. lost for the carbon copy sci-fi villain race, the Ket. Um, but you know, I am uh, not really not really shocked by the fact that Turians took the largest slice of the pie. I am shocked that Asari fell so close behind, because again, I just feel like we don't really hear that much about love for the Asari. It's not it's not rabid, I guess. It's not rabid and and in your face love for the Asari. Well, and this one was a nail biter because it only came in at Turian in the last fifty votes. The Asari had the lead for the first 200 people, and then the Turians, as out of nowhere, in the last third, just took it away. 
Huh. Coming out with like a attack craft. I don't, I don't know. I don't have a good analogy. Um, they called in the backup. Yeah. Yeah. Any, uh, any other thoughts on this one? I mean, it, it kind no. of, it kind of resonates for most part. I, I'm a little bit surprised. Like the Elcor my, got such so many votes. My personal favorite was not the personal favorite of most. My personal favorite are the Protheans. Uh, so I guess I have that in common with uh, Liara, but, <laughs> but but I do I do find them to be really interesting and 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 short of the Protheans, the Turians, I definitely a big fan of. Yeah, yeah. Uh, KHS, where were the Geth? Yeah, no Geth on this list. We're talking biological races, right? Uh, I believe so, but I mean, Geth is a is a decent question uh, that we may have had an oversight on, so or a lack of oversight. So that is a good point, and I'll I'll take responsibility for that one for not implementing the Geth. Uh, if you are upset and want the Geth included, <laughs> you can email at us. <laughs> email us at masseffectlorecast at gmail Make sure to curse in Seven Legend. <laughs> we'll have to put out a single question survey that includes the yes. Geth on a future uh, thing. What about what about AI like Edie? That's not on there. Mm-hmm. Although Edie is unique, that's true. It's true, but you could say I, I'm just just making stuff up all right let's move on to question 24 this is interesting favorite episode oh unless claudia i didn't mean to jump over you did you have anything else you want to share about that last one about the races oh i actually purposely left the gap out i didn't they're not alive fight me (laughs) wow all right all right so uh send your messages to cloudy alice at cloudy atlas.com send them to sam at his email (laughs) don't message me do not at me all right, so we don't have don't add cloudy. Don't add cloudy. So we have question twenty-four. This one's about us. Favorite episode of the Lorecast so far, and we got a variety of different answers. What did this come yeah, out to? I, well, I think the biggest takeaway here is that there were only one hundred and forty-eight replies to this. <laughs> so, so what that what I would take that to mean, along with a, a decent amount of replies that say in slash a, uh, you know, I haven't watched it yet or I haven't listened to it. One of them was very nice, said I had not heard of, uh, of, of your podcast yet, but now I intend to. Um, I think we can take from that that, you know, 318 total responses. Most of the questions had 317 responses, only 148 responses to this. I think that means our Twitter presence precedes our actual <laughs> listenership who, 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 who took place or, or who participated in this survey. Yeah. Or people um, just didn't so, want to take the time to write something. They were, they were like, oh, I've done enough of these. I'm done. Right. Also that. But if this means that you are a listener and you haven't participated in any of our surveys yet, uh, or if it means you're a listener and you haven't followed us on Twitter yet, uh, please follow us on Twitter. Uh, but... The biggest takeaways from people's favorite episodes of the Lorecast so far of the people who did watch them, I'm seeing a recurrent answer. The Krogan slamming ass. The Krogan's slamming ass. That's the that's the top one. <laughs> it is it is mentioned. I don't know if it's the top one. Um, <laughs> oh, it's not. But I do see it. I do see a decent amount of people say that they like the music of Mass Effect mm-hmm. episode. Yeah. Um, yeah, I've heard a lot of people say that's that episode was awesome. I think it, I, you know, because I think it was unique. I don't think that there are a ton of video game podcasts that do that, that kind of breakdown. And, um, and we have extremely, you know, we've talked about it before. We have extremely bright 
uh, and brilliant people who support this podcast, uh, who also, you know, appeared on that, that episode and made that episode possible. Um, and yeah, uh, but Cloudy, what other takeaways did you notice from this uh, myriad of answers? First of all, everybody's just really nice, like nice fan group right now. I'm very impressed. Um, yeah, a lot of them, music episode, big one. Uh, we love the Batarians. I think that one was particularly interesting. I put that one as well because they talk, you talked about real life examples with the hegemony. And I thought that was really interesting. It just, yeah. Um, that was the, the main, the, it's music and Batarians. So I guess Batarian they go hand episode. in hand. We, uh, I, at least I had no chill in the Batarian episode and probably because we were talking about authoritarian regimes and uh, if there's something to get in seven riled up, it's, it's people taking all the power for themselves and, you know, uh, oppressing others. So fuck them. Uh, Pretty sure that's the first episode you swear in as well. So yeah, was it? <laughs> hey, if I needed a better reason to swear, I think I couldn't find one. <laughs> so, I like so that at least that. one person put the uh, Mary kill, you know, <laughs> yes, one person did put that. Um, I see the Joker episodes on here a few times, and I also see um, the STG and League of One episodes. Mm -hmm. uh, I like those quiz ones. episode. Uh, There's yes, yeah, a few of them. Uh, this person, very kind, says truly, honestly, all of them. If I'm forced to pick, I love the character bios, and Anderson's hit me really hard. So wow. uh, I nice. see Anderson's mentioned a few times uh, and I'm glad my love for Anderson was conveyed through, through the airwaves to your ear holes. <laughs> nice. Nice. So the final question says, what topic do you want Mass Effect Lorecast to cover that has not covered yet? And some of these we have covered. Um, some of them are very strange, like Yogg romance. <laughs> like that one. <laughs> Uh, um, uh, but some of these are actually really, really cool. Things like uh, Mass Effect comics and novels, like getting a little bit deeper into like what are the best ones of those to check out. Um, we did some stuff on ship technology, but we could do more on ship technology. Uh, more Andromeda content is on here. What do you think, Sam? I like this one. I like this one that says whatever doesn't matter to me. <laughs> <laughs> whatever, whatever. Uh, but okay. some of them definitely like we've covered, but be, I, people just haven't either caught up to those episodes yeah. or haven't listened to the show, you know, like the Mako. Yep, we did that. Um, there's yeah, there's a few first contact war. Yep, we did that. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Um, there are a lot of these that are referencing romance, uh, romance topics. And I've, I've, I've stayed, you know, kind of at arm's length about romance topics. I got a little bit too involved with the Ashley one. So I think I'm going to have to pick up the slack when we cover Caden. Um, but those are going to have to be separate episodes from the bios of the, of the characters. And uh, about the speculative, I see a lot of things on here that are like speculative topics, you know, like theories and, and things that are not necessarily cemented in the lore. And I yeah. do want to just tell everyone that we will talk about that when the time comes, but we have so much stuff that is like confirmed and cemented in the lore that we got to get through first. Right, right. And that happens with the other lore shows that I do too. People are like, can you talk more about this? And it's like, Yes, but I can't do an entire episode about that. Like, there's like two lines of anything anywhere that says that there's nothing else to know about it. So we can speculate about it, but the actual lore is like, you know, tiny bit this much. Um, yes. Um, 
Definitely. And there are some theories that I would love to discuss, but I don't want to get into wild speculation mode really until we're mm-hmm. like, you know, really close to the beginning of the next Mass Effect, the release of the next Mass Effect. And then, you know, I don't have any problem getting into speculation and, and hyping things up a little bit um, because we're all be very excited at that point. Right. Um, right. But this person says, not necessarily a topic, but would be good to see the voice actors or writers on the show to discuss characters and thoughts on the game. Uh, I appreciate this may be difficult to arrange. Very. <laughs> um, I have done, I, I've, I've reached out to a few voice actors, a few writers uh, to just kind of touch base and see if they would be interested. And if anyone is listening to this and uh, would like a given voice actor or a given writer of the series to be on the show, Honestly, I think the best way to get their attention might be to just tweet at them and say, hey, I don't know if you've heard about this podcast, but I think it would be excellent to hear you on this podcast talking about Mass Effect. And so, yeah, and and not and I say tweet at them because not all of them have their direct messages open. Right. And that's that's the thing that I'm running into a lot. Most people Um, won't. And like, for example, if you try to message me, if we're not already friends on Twitter, it goes in that little extra side box that like, hey, you might want to answer these but it doesn't tell you you get a message in so unless i go manually check that i don't know that new people are sending me private messages exactly and 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 the fact that like we haven't had many many people who have had worked on the game yet before on the show it's not through any lack of trying on my part and it's and it's definitely not through I don't think lack of interest on their part. It's just that though you have to understand that those people must be getting so many messages from all angles, all hours of the day. Um, so the chances that they even saw my messages are pretty low, but those chances of them knowing about the podcast, about, about them perhaps wanting to be, you know, on a conversation with us, uh, those go up if people mention them and the podcast, you know, in the same sentence. So, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Cloudy, did you have some other insights for us? I know you've been cross-examining some of this uh, data. Yeah. Uh, One last thing on the topic you want to cover. If you do want deep dives for relationships, two girls, one shit, great podcast. I will cover that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, go check that out. more information about those. So now the cross-examination time, my favorite, where we get to draw random conclusions. Uh, Where do we (laughs) want to start? Do we want to start with the regular ones and then move into the debatey ones. Sure. Okay. Yeah. So I wanted to break down the endings. We kind of covered who picked what for uh, the endings. Uh, Most common was destroy followed by uh, synthesis and then control. And I wanted to know who these people were. So I figured out for the control ending, majority of you were infiltrators, which I find weird. Uh, it was a large, it was statistically significant. The next was Vanguard at 24% of you. Uh, infiltrators were 34%. So, I mean, don't know why. Infiltrators, infiltrators really like control. sounds aggressive. So, sounds sneaky. Rolling other people, infiltrating and taking control of something. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then for destroy, you were most likely to be a vanguard, which feels really just on par. The vanguards just come in, destroy everything, get mm-hmm. right in the front lines, and then leave. Followed vanguard by soldiers. Smash. Yeah, yeah. There you go. <laughs> okay. Okay. I can I can see that. Um, yeah. And then for the synthesis, uh, most likely to just be a soldier. Far huge margin, thirty-seven percent. The next highest was infiltrator at nineteen percent. Wow. So I guess soldiers, soldiers do want peace. 
Wow, not huh. not a not a mix that I would have thought. Soldiers and synthesis. Wow. Is that no, I wonder if that skews because of the number of people who chose them being the largest. I wonder if you if you were to average them out, like maybe, but still, like Infiltrator was most popular for Control by a lot. Like yeah. a lot of people picked it. Yeah, that is shocking. Huh. That yeah. is shocking. However, maybe not because of the small total number of people that picked Control. Yeah, maybe. But still, I guess it's still yeah. shocking that they took up so much of the percentage. Right. Right. Okay. What else you got, Cloudy? If you were a Renegade Shepherd, those 2.2% of you, uh, 63% of you chose to play as Fem Shep. Which I'm surprised by. Mark Shep. Mears' performance as Renegade Shepherd is just like chef's kiss for some of the lines. He's so good at being an asshole. Absolutely. Good for him. Yes. Okay. He is. He is. But but this tells me that people love Sassy Shep. They like to be Karen. Karen Shepherd. <laughs> there are some lines that that Jennifer Hale delivers as Renegade Shep that are so ice cold, and it's uh, especially the the Renegade one that you can take if you don't do the interrupt, but that you actually say the Renegade thing to the Eclipse Merc, and you choose not to kick him out the window. And I think I think she says something along the lines of, "What do you think your body sounds like when it splats across the ground, or something like that?" <laughs> do you think you'll be alive to hear it? And then she just like pushes him. Oh man, that's good. That's good. All right. So I think you mentioned that you had a debatey one, something controversial. Yeah, but it was interesting because I, I just wanted to compare. Oh, wait. Oh, it's coming. Uh, <laughs> but before the Paragon, it was exactly 50 50 for gender. It was really interesting. It was the Renegades really just love playing as Femship. So for the spicy one, I was just curious. And granted, I have no bias here. Um, if you saved Ashley on Vermeer, what percent of you killed Rex? I was just curious. Um, 5% of you killed Rex if you saved Ashley. If you saved Caden, 1.9% of you kill Rex. That's a very so different amount. 1.9% could be leaving Vermeer without Ashley or Rex. But it's actually kind of more surprising that they would choose then to save Ashley after Ashley kills Rex. Maybe they liked what she did. Or maybe they chose to shoot Rex. That's also possible. That too. Yeah. There's a little bit of conflicting data there. Like we need to get like a lot more questions in to get significant answers, but that was just more speculative. Uh, so then I decided to dig deeper if you romanced Ashley, what percent of you saved Rex versus if you romanced Caden, what percent of you killed Rex? So if you romanced Ashley, 9.5% of you killed Rex. Do you want to take a guess of how many people who romance Caden kill Rex? 117. <laughs> I, I don't, yeah, I don't know. What, what was that, Cloudy? For some reason, your audio is not coming through. Say that again. Oh, uh, there you are. Zero. Zero. Zero percent of you who romance Caden kill Rex, but nine point five percent of you who romance Ashley kill Rex. Wow. Hmm. <laughs> hmm. I wonder. I wonder. Uh, huh. Wonder why. Huh. Who knows? Very, very uh, mist mystery there, huh? Um. 
Well, I think I think we've given the Rex killers enough airtime. <laughs> yeah, right. All right. Any anything else, Cloudy? That was my spicy one. I didn't want to offend Sam right after he did the Ashley episode. Oh. I'm not saying anything against Ashley. It was just I found that very how, concerning. I'm curious, how quick would it be to deduce how many people romanced Ashley and then also sacrificed Ashley? For the for the oh, meaningful wow. tragedy playthrough that I said it was my favorite. I bet I'm, it's small. I'm, I bet it's a very small percentage. Yeah. It's probably she's, she's like looking at the data. I'm willing to bet while she's doing that. I'm willing to bet that it's less than 5%. I was thinking like 1%. Wow. Yeah. So like, like, I think most people will not sacrifice the person that they romance. I bet it's point, point 0.3%. <laughs> that's that's one person. You're just, that's one yeah, person you're changing our, it. You're just dropping it all the way to the lowest percent <laughs> we can have. I know it's at least 0.3%. Because you voted for it? Because I did this <laughs> right, right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Okay, what did you guess, Sam? I guessed it was uh, he, he seriously. First said five percent, five five percent, and then and then he said 5%. point three. I'm guessing one percent. Point three. Point three. It's only it's only you, Sam. One person. That's him. I'm unique. It's him. I'm special. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think most people will not sacrifice the person they romance. Wow. Well, would you look at that? Mm-hmm. I yeah I I I am the weird uh, masochist in the group I guess like meaningful <laughs> tragedy like bawling my eyes out no Ashley <laughs> is it meaningful if you force it to happen it was out of my control <laughs> <laughs> there's nothing I could do the, the the die was set yeah the yeah. mold was cast <laughs> yeah all right cloudy anything else any other bits of a uh, fun little uh, no, those were my final thoughts. Sam, did you have any you wanted to throw out there? No, I mean, other than the fact that I'm just so happy that so many people took so much time out of their uh, day to, to answer some questions about Mass Effect and give us insights into the community that we didn't yet have. I don't think this will be the last survey that we put out. Yeah. No, and I is, wanted to thank you, Cloudy, for uh, helping to put this together again. Uh, if you're listening to this, you know, these surveys are the brainchild of Cloudy Atlas. So credit goes to her. Thanks. I love putting them together, nerding out on the results and just seeing what people say. It's always nice to like, well, it's, it's cool to see other people's choices. It's like picking their brains. See. I do like the macro view of the community because it, we can get so bogged down in the rhetoric and the jargon and the, the, the bickering on Twitter, then that vocal can, minorities. Can, yes. That it can get like, skewed with, with yeah. who the loudest are. Right. Right. I think this happens in a lot of things. The vocal minority can be very loud and they make themselves sound more numerous than they actually are. But then when you yeah. do things like this, you come to find out that like, maybe things aren't, maybe they are, but maybe they're not. Maybe things are different. All right. And, and it's not, a, it's not, I mean, like we don't have the largest number of responses, but it's also not a number to balk at because it's like, you know, 318. I think that's legitimate enough to say that like roughly half of the community cho- chooses to save Ashley, roughly half chooses to save Caden on Vermeer. Um, that yeah. is not a statistic I would have guessed. Yeah. It is also not so. a statistic I would have guessed that half of the community, exactly half, uh, would like Shepard to come back and play a Shepard and half would definitely not. Yeah. Very, very, very unexpected, but 
I guess we'll just have to see what they decide to do. That's a tough one. Well, guys, well, time to wrap this up. Cloudy, you want to share anything you got going on? Uh, yeah, I'm on the Robots Radio Discord at Cloudy Atlas, Twitter at Cloudy Atlas 22, and then September 23rd, I'll be on the Two Girls, One Ship episode for Fallout 4. Um, we'll awesome. be covering McCready and Hancock. Awesome. Awesome. Cool. We'll have fun with that and say hi to the girls for us. Um, Sam, you got anything you want to share? Yeah. Uh, streaming Mass Effect, as always, every Saturday, Sassy Shep Saturdays. Uh, and still working on a first playthrough of Dragon Age. I just hit 500 followers on Twitter, or not Twitter, uh, on Twitch. So thank you, everyone who has followed me on Twitch. That's fun. Uh, and I think when I hit 1,000, I'll do another giveaway. Uh, but this one will be a bit bigger. I'm thinking of buying something a little bit pricier from the Bioware gear store, maybe something cooler, like an uh, N7 helmet. Uh, so yeah, I've already, I've already had the gears churning a little bit about how I want entries to go, and I think the best possible way, the most uh, egalitarian way to to allow entries into a giveaway might just be with channel points. Yeah, nice. Because you can't forge those. Nope. So. Nope, that's a good idea. Yep. Awesome, awesome. Well, guys, you can check out all of our stuff. You can come to twitch.tv and uh, slash, words are hard, guys, twitch.tv slash robots radio for our live streams, which are now on Fridays at 9 p.m. Eastern, 6 p.m. Pacific. Come hang out with us. Uh, join me there also for my game streams and the other shows that I do. And if you're interested in any of our shows, any of the other shows on the network, Two Girls, One Ship, all of that stuff is robotsradio.net. Go check it out. Twitch.tv slash words are hard. Words is hard. It's you got to update that. Um, <laughs> but thanks for tuning in, guys. Thank you, everybody, for chiming in on these surveys and for hanging out with us during the live stream. We'll see you next week. Well, actually, this will this episode's doubling up this week, so we won't be doing the live stream this Friday. But the Friday after that, we'll be back with the live stream and then we'll get closer to our patron chat at the end of the month. So stay tuned for some awesome stuff. We'll see you guys next time. Bye, everybody. Thanks for tuning in to the Mass Effect Lorecast. We'd love to hear your opinion and thoughts on the lore of Mass Effect. Reach out to us on Twitter at Mass Effect Cast or check out the Robots Radio Discord. Also, you can send us an email at MassEffectLorecast at gmail.com. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C.
As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com podcast. That's Indeed.com podcast. Terms and conditions apply. 